Hello and thank you for joining us on another episode of Why Theory. As always, I am your host, Ryan Angley, joined, as always, by co-host Todd McGowan. Todd, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing a little sad today, Ryan, but good to talk to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. why are you sad? It's in the aftermath of a very sad uh, American football game. But, uh, you know, I'll try not to let that color my... my The fact that I'm dying of COVID is a, is a, a secondary importance. Oh, yeah. So Todd, is still, Todd lost taste today, but uh, we hope he's not dying, obviously. Yeah. That would yeah. be, uh, that would, um, as uh, I believe they say in uh, Princess Bride, I, I would be very put out. Uh, were, you, were you were that to be well, this to be fatal? I, I uh, noticed we, that you've already been looking for my replacement, so that's <laughs> that's good. Yeah, I've been so, yeah I've been source, sourcing uh, you know round round Claremont and a lot of people yeah. here, uh, yeah. of course. Um, but no, uh, obviously we all hope you get better, uh, yeah. of course, uh, and in time. So we are following up our uh, sci-fi episode with a twist. This is on envy, as you can tell, and what we're doing here. This is kind of a new new little sub-series we're trying out. This one's a little bit more speculative. We'll see what we got with this one. But Envy is probably, I don't know, in, uh, perhaps most popularly known uh, as being part of the Seven Deadly Sins, perhaps the most common, the most, uh, the most everyday. And so we're kind of thinking um, of taking the Seven Deadly Sins and taking the... I don't know, taking the sin aspect out of it from in this sense, like when something is sin, it is bad. And then I, when something is bad, there's no there's no theory. What that means is there's nothing there to speculate upon. There's nothing there to to pull apart. There's nothing to fan out there. There's just it's bad. It's like, don't do it. Just don't don't do it. Just don't do it. You know, like so, you know, there's no like, oh, that's the good dough. So roll it out. That's the bad dough. Throw it away. So we're going to try to roll this out like it's the good dough. And this, of course, involves, again, we're taking primarily the the sin aspect out of it. But to to theorize it, um, we're going to start with someone who does make it part of their uh, their theory. And this is um, I'm sure some listeners know this is uh, a a part of uh, Melanie Klein's um, text. I don't know what word we want to use. Corpus. What's a good word, Todd? Oeuvre. Oeuvre. The French, the pretentious French uh, word. Yeah. I wanted to say it, but I can't. I can't. I know you couldn't bring yourself to because you're more you're you're more down with the people than I am. That's That's right. Yes, I'm. I I have a a baser tongue than thou. (laughs) So, um, so Melanie Klein um, with envy is very interesting, and um, I have to to credit the gloss to um, Joan Kopchak as ever. Uh, who puts uh, on as an opposition jealousy and envy. And it's very important why. Jealousy wants the object and envy wants the enjoyment. And so the great example of this is uh, children playing with toys, right? Like like one child in a group, either siblings or... Um, a in a in a like kindergarten scenario or playground scenario is getting a lot of enjoyment out of playing with some toy and then there's some fight and then parents or guardians come around and they're like okay just to settle this here you can now play with the toy and then what happens Todd what happens does the child want uh, the toy? 
no, that the to- the child doesn't care about the toy at all, right? Because no. what they, or maybe they do in this sense, right? <laughs> because right. their target, their, they 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 don't play with the toy, but they hold the toy and they're like, "Ha! Now you don't <laughs> get it." And yes. I think that's the crucial, <laughs> nice. crucial yes. aspect of envy. I think Klein says something like, "Envy wants to, these are her terms. Envy wants to go into the good object and destroy its goodness." Yeah. And I think yeah. how we would translate that is that envy wants to enjoy through destroying the enjoyment of the other. Right? Like mm. that's so that's why it's such a common thing. There's a lot of joke, a lot of envy jokes. I think. Uh, like the the joke, Slavoj tells a lot of these. I'm, I I think I'm stealing this from him, although mm-hmm. turnabout's fair play. Uh, so I think the joke goes: a genie comes to a a guy and says, uh, "You get three wishes," and the guy goes, "Okay, great." And he goes, "But the everything that I get you, your neighbor's going to get double." So the guy starts. Mm. He's like, "Okay, I'd like a cow," and then pff, cow comes, but two cows. Uh, appear at his neighbors, and he says, I'd like a mansion, and he gets a mansion, and then two mansions appear at his neighbor's house, and then he says, that for his final wish, he says, I'd like to have one eye poked out. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, the point of that joke, right, is that he, the, all, all the, there's these material things that bring pleasure that one could mm-hmm. be jealous of, but the ultimate and the ultimate enjoyment of envy comes when you it's the end it's the the act of just taking something away from the other right like yes. uh depriving the other of their enjoyment and i think that's the that's why it's such an interesting sin if you will or concept i think it yeah. that it, 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 it seems to me almost uh incredible that the church fathers came up with an envy even as a as one of the deadly sins. I guess I mean I can see it uh, geopolitically, right? Because if the impoverished masses are envying right. the priests or the the upper classes, that's going to create social instability. So I can see it that way. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it does seem like it's such a universal. Uh, quality that and, and something that's so psychically complex mm-hmm. that I, I it's hard I, I find it interesting that people were able to come up with it just it's, while they're you know just church fathers right yeah I mean, it, well yeah. I mean it's just it seems so like that I mean that's what's what I think what's sort of interesting about it it seems so common it just it seems so common that it just it doesn't seem so much like a it doesn't seem so much like a sin I don't think I think some of the other right, ones right wrath yeah. I do think like in even in common yeah. parlance have yeah. like like yeah there's something like sinful or at the very least like excessive and i think like in in kind of why i wanted to start with this in just in common parlance and just like common like everyday experience like envy does almost doesn't there, there doesn't seem to be excess to it it doesn't seem like that there's anything going on with envy right. it just seems very regular like you're envious of uh, you know, you're, you're envious of your of your neighbor having blank. You know what I mean? Like, or it, it, in in uh, in the in the very edible joke that that you told to to put the uh, the the idea out there. Like, it's it's it definitely has that. Uh, it, do, it has a, it just 
the, the, the whiff of the common about it to the point that it doesn't seem to be really anything like theoretical going on, but that misses, of course, this nice point about the, like, you know, eliminating the, the enjoyment that, that you were, uh, that you laid out. There's a, there's a, um, I've never referenced the show before and may never again, but um, there's an episode of Malcolm in the middle. That's really good for this. And it does have to do with the show. It's a family sitcom with no one's ever seen it. Two parents, three kids. And uh, it's kind of told it's, it's like a fourth wall breaking direct address for one of the characters, Malcolm played by Frankie Muniz, who talks to the audience. He's the middle child. Um, And I'm forgetting the coordinates of this, which is probably good because it'll help for people who haven't seen it. But like the two parents played by um, uh, was Brian Cranston and uh, oh, my goodness, I'm forgetting her name. That sucks. That'll come to me later. Um, And uh, they were supposed to go to one of their kids uh, like events at school, but they were just too harried and and forgetful and so they didn't go and the i think it was the youngest one was very upset about it and so they're trying to like make it up to him and they're like trying to like give him gifts or whatever and he doesn't want anything and so they finally Uh get the idea okay we're gonna give you the birthday present we were going to give to your brother wow and 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 i think if i remember this right i i don't know if it played out exactly but he wanted it on condition that his brother knew, had, like, had to know that it was going to be for him. But then he had it. That was the only... Yeah. And then he was satisfied yeah. and not mad at his parents anymore for missing the thing. And so, so I the, always thought that... You go yeah, ahead. The stealing is part of the enjoyment, right? Like, the, and, and, the, and the suffering of the other is part of Because the he had to know. Because if he yeah. didn't know, then he just had an object. But it, yes, it's the stealing has to, yeah. had to be there or else... You know, like if there's exact, that's the whole thing. Like the object only matters in so far as it's like it's 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 theft. You know, it is the um, it, it, you you are are actively, uh, if, you know, um, one of a uh, listener I've, I've uh, talked a lot to and and uh, become friends with um, Sarah Hamidi. So uh, she's Iranian. And there's not, I think she told me this, that in Farsi, there's not a word for envy. So she had to come up with her like own construction to, to talk about it. And what she landed on was joy thief. And I thought that was so cool. So, no, it's um, good. I think that's, yeah. I think that is right. Yeah, yeah. Joy thief. I think that's the, that's the perfect expression of it. Right. Mm. I, 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 yeah, I think so. And I mean, it works with, it works with the Malcolm in the middle example. It works with, yeah. The, Works with a kid example. It works with with a, a a lot of what's going on here because what you you're tr- you're yeah and you're trying to the the uh, the elicit the like if you could just acquire if you were just acquiring objects and and like object pleasure then it's like it's fine you don't need this other thing to it you don't need this you don't need this enjoyment you don't need you don't need precisely the element that I think the more that we talk it out you don't need the element that makes it a sin, you know, like, like, like to, to take, right. You know, it's like, it's, it's not just, you're not stealing. That's what's like, I think it's really important. It's not just theft. It's not theft isn't a deadly sin, but it's like to, like to thieve joy. I think, I don't know, the more that we, we push it, maybe this does come, come boomerang back around into like sinful territory. I don't know. What do you think of that? No, I, I, I love that. I think that's right. I like that. I like that theft of, I mean, I think that it, that is that is what that's what envy is the the desire to, to steal the enjoyment of the other, right? And so, and I think what's important is that 
you can steal it for yourself, like the Malcolm in the Middle. Like, yeah, he actually gets it. But you can just enjoy the act of depriving the other person of yes. it alone, right? Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what it costs, I think people, that's another interesting thing, right? People will go to extraordinary lengths to uh, enact their envy, no matter what it costs them, as long as it costs the other person, yeah. then they're, yeah. they're, they're satisfied with that. So I think that, like, think about, I, this is the example I think is the best in English literary history is the example of Othello, right? Because, yes. so Othello, sa- Iago says to Othello, and, and he's being disingenuous, of course, because <laughs> he's trying to foster his, his jealousy. He says, oh, beware, right. my lord of jealousy, it is the green-eyed monster which doth mock the meat it feeds on. Mm-hmm. That's what he says to Othello. And I think he's right. Othello is jealous. He's jealous of Desdemona because he sees Michael Casio talking with her. He gets the handkerchief that he gave her. And he, and he keeps having Iago say, I like not that. And then he gets that in his head. Uh, but Iago is, 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 I think there is no way to read him as a figure of jealousy. And I think the, the, the play is really about this contrast between jealousy and envy, and mm-hmm. I think we know Iago is envious. He says, like the, he has this great line. He has the, he says, the Moor has a beauty in his life that mine, mine lacks, mm-hmm. right? Like that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's what he wants to destroy. That beauty in his life that mine lacks, and he doesn't say, I want it for myself. And then he gives all these reasons why he has to destroy Othello. Like he, he, he's. He's having sex with his wife, Amelia. He passed him over for a promotion. But mm-hmm. he has too many reasons, right? Anytime, it's like the kettle mm-hmm. logic. Anytime <laughs> you have too yes. many reasons, you don't really have <laughs> one at all. And so it's, it proves that he's just driven by envy. And I think that mm-hmm. that's what's so compelling about that play is not so much Othello's jealousy. I think everyone thinks Iago is the central character in the play, and he's this maybe the greatest literary depiction of of envy that there's ever been uh yes i mean i think i mean i think i would agree i mean isn't isn't there isn't there a thing like does he have double the amount of lines of anyone else in that play absolutely yeah you know it's uh and it's great i mean and it's also the like if if some everyone hasn't read it in a while after uh othello kills himself iago doesn't say another word and there's a there's many more lines in the play he says from this moment i will speak no more right he's yeah and he doesn't that's that's it like so you never get i I mean that's so fascinating too don't you think ryan because you never get an explanation for why like he doesn't ever try to justify himself and i think that he even has that he even has that i think he's speaking in soliloquy when he says um that he, I think doesn't he literally say I know not why I, like I think he's I know yeah. not why I'm so good yeah. at these things like yeah. And, and yeah yeah so it, and that and that's the, that's the uh, that's always the that's always the thing with Shakespeare when someone is speaking in soliloquy by the way it is in not a it is in soliloquy uh, they are telling the truth and so that's like that's the that's always always the thing as far as they know yeah yeah no yeah of course yeah, yeah. yeah. and as far yeah. as the audience should take like you can't yeah. like you can't do the like it's like the thing when you're like if you're teaching it to students, they can't be like, "Well, what if he's lying?" It's like, "What? No, like, no, no, you can't." Right? No, I agree. Agree. Yeah. It's yeah. Agreed. It's it's like, what if the characters in the movie did something before the movie started? It's like, sorry, yeah, we can't right. have that no, conversation. No, you can't. Like, that's you can't have that conversation. Unless it's referenced yeah. in the thing. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so quick, I think... No, hold on. Yeah, I go ahead. To, go ahead. Go ahead. I want to keep going with this, but I want to take... You said kettle logic, which is one of my favorite things. This is, in case anyone's not heard this before, this is from Freud, and this is for... Is this in... Um, Interpretation this Dreams. It's Interpretation, Interpretation Dreams, okay. yeah. Yeah, and uh, so it's the it's it comes from this um, this patient of, of Freud's. No, who sorry, sorry, sorry. It's from jokes. Oh, it's from jokes in their relation to the unconscious. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. So you're right. Yeah, and <laughs> he's got this patient who's so upset because his uh, this guy's neighbor is just like uh, raking him over the coals for returning a kettle to them uh, with a hole in it. And so as he's complaining about this argument with the, with the neighbor, uh, and Todd, correct me if I get the details wrong on this one, he, yeah. he tells Freud, first of all, he never borrowed it. That's the first thing he says. Right. Then he says he did borrow it, uh, but he gave it back and it was fine. And then the third thing he says is he borrowed it and it was already like that. And <laughs> it already had the hole in it. Already had the hole in it. Yeah. And... Um, which is just, which is great. Like, I mean, this is like, um, this is basically uh, how this is basically how uh, Donald Trump talks about anything. Is it's, <laughs> is it's, is it's like this? And um, but I wanted to because we haven't talked. To, I don't think I've ever said this to you, but I was talking to I was talking to my parents about this very concept, and my mom made the connection in in Better Call Saul that the people. Sorry, this is now like a very inside thing, so I'm going to try to be short about this. But I think you'll love this. They're characters who lie about uh, the kidnapping are called the Kettlemans in oh, right. Better Call Saul. And they have like <laughs> three or four different reasons for why they kidnap themselves. Right. And what, That's you know, a and then, clear illusion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to. Wow. Wanted to, isn't that great? <laughs> That's terrific. Amazing. Terrific. Let's yeah. go back. Let's let's go back to uh, to to Othello, and yeah. Uh, so, so Iago, the, the connection is Iago is a proponent of kettle logic because he is lying, right? That's mm-hmm. Freud's point. If you right. give too many reasons for something, it's because there isn't one good one, and yes. so you're lying. Yes. So too many reasons is a lie, especially in the case of the kettle logic when the reasons contradict each other. Yes. Right. Like that's yes. the that's the real thing. Like like if you hear someone say, well. There wasn't, like, this would be, like, there wasn't really a January 6th attack on Congress. Mm-hmm. And, well, wait a minute, it was a false flag, actually. It was really the leftists attacked. Right. And the people that attacked, they didn't, they didn't, they just went up there to hang out. It was a peaceful protest. So, like, <laughs> any of those three might, I mean, they aren't, any of those three might be true. Right. But all put together, that's how it signifies its, its falseness. This is Freud's yeah. idea. Yeah. 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 No, I think it's a good, I think it's a great one. And I also think, I mean, is there, I think it's the, the um, I mean, I hadn't, we, we didn't have this planned out b- beforehand, but I really like this. Uh, I think we're circling a, like an intrinsic connection to, to envy because it doesn't, don't, wouldn't you think, or I wonder, do you think, phrase it that uh-huh. way, do you think that like to explain what you're envious about, like, if it, it, when when that feeling does come up, like it's just it's like it's too much. You have to have too many explanations. I, because, that's a great point, right? Because you can't like it's just like to say that you're to say that the thing is envy is like it's like too like it's too too hot. So, I mean, like that that's even that's even Thiago's thing. Like if he like if well, he said if at some point he had the awareness to say like I'm envious, like just like flat out like that. I mean, like I don't know. Does the rest of the play even happen? But it's because yeah, I don't he's think like, it does. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's trying to rationalize it or make it reasonable or just come up with some 
come up with the come up with the you know the, the the line about the kettle that would make the situation go away, and he can't do it. I, I think you're really onto something there that the that envy itself produces kettle logic because mm. it it's seeking out an explanation that it can never straightforwardly produce because you can't just say I'm envious of you because. The, the, I think the reason isn't the reason why. Like you can say I'm jealous of another. Yeah. Like we say that all the time. All the time. Like, and and oftentimes when we say we're envious, what we really mean is we're jealous. Like, yeah. Some yeah. when people are going on sabbatical, it's a typical yeah. thing in academia to say, "Well, I really envy you," but you don't really, right. you don't mean that because otherwise, you, I don't think you could say it. I think what you're really saying is, "I'm jealous yeah. of you." I'd like to take yes. that sabbatical for myself. Yes. Yes. Um, Not that I want to take I, yours away. From right, you. I just want yeah. one for me. Yeah. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. But but I think that that if you're really envious, I don't think it can be articulated because yeah. it's it's so unacceptable and it's so unconscious. Right, because mm-hmm. we ha- we're dealing with the this nether world of enjoyment. Right, so mm-hmm. you can't. So and the and the paths to it are always unconscious. I don't even. Th- I think Iago doesn't. I, I think as you suggested, yeah. he doesn't know what he's doing, yeah. and. Uh, he's just kind of caught up in it, and and so there's no his failure to explain it is his own failure to explain it to himself. I think. Yeah. He's yeah. like, wait a minute, it's because he cheated with my wife. Oh no, no, it's because he passed. Like he doesn't know. I don't think <laughs> he doesn't know. No, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. I mean, like that's, and I think that's a like no, like to go back to the thing, right? Like it's a nice, it's that nice split, right? We say, we say envy, say envious mean jealousy like you would like you would like the thing as well but but not I, I and I just that's where I think that like the the child example like is just like is just such a good one it, because it needs to be like um, it needs to be pushed forward into like into adulthood this this is why like you know I, I think that you know like rich conservative uh, politicians in this country I think they envy the poor and in that this it's always comes up the like the figure of the like the unhoused person who has a cell phone yeah. as this like are they really suffering and it's like that person really has to be all the way be, back to Reagan Ryan the, the welfare queen yeah you know, living high on the hog right <laughs> right yeah so yeah. it's it's like like that like this if 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 i I can't enjoy a single thing I have if there's this illicit figure of enjoyment out there. And what that means, like it, it's, I think that it, it not wrongly gets interpreted as like, you know, a war on poor, like a war on the home, like that, that whole thing. I don't think yeah. any of that's wrong, but what it is is like, it's, it's, it's envy. I think in this yeah. matrix, in this schema, like you have to see that as, as the rich envying, the poor for like reasons that they can't come up with. They sound like Iago. No, no, no. It just offends me on an ethical level. Cause there's other people who they have something and there's other people who have less and they, how do they get away? And, and then, right. and then why yeah. it's like, why is it your business? Like what is, well, they pulled one over on us. I think that's the way that if you envy someone, what you really envy is, I think my, my grandfather used to use that phrase to me all the time. They pulled one over on you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think yeah. that's something people don't. I mean, I think that's don't you think that's why we like uh, movies like The Sting and whatever? Because then we're on oh, the yeah, other yeah. side. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know, that's we good, both good, good, actually good. we get to be on both sides. Like on the one hand, we're kind of 
at certain parts of the sting, you're the victim. Yes. And then you, and then you get to finally, ultimately be on the other side of it. Right. So of the side that actually seems to be hoarding the enjoyment and not subject to envy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you a little funny story about the sting? So, okay, go ahead. Uh, so it's about a year ago, maybe. So we're watching, we, we have my mom's over, we're watching the sting with the boys, they'd never seen it. And, you know, she's good, she has all, starting with Alzheimer's, right? But she can mm. still pay, I mean, starting, she's been going along, she has it, she has it. Uh, but she can, she's following what happens, and then but every time, every time something happens, she goes, it's the woman who's the bad guy. And like, like she, she like <laughs> shouts out exactly what the next twist is right before she's like, that's not really FBI. She's like, every, <laughs> and the boys are like, look, you got it. You're like, totally like most, some films you can know the end. It doesn't matter. Right. But yeah, right. The sting, like there's so many little twists that are, that's the cool part about it. Right, right, right. She just absolutely ruined it. But I think it's what's interesting is she didn't like being on. She was in this position of envy right. yeah. and was trying to obviate it in some way by saying, no, I'm on the other side that knows. I mean, the, the role of knowledge is kind of interesting, right? Like mm-hmm. like that that example you gave of the the rich hating the welfare mm-hmm. queen. Like it's yeah. it's I, I, you wouldn't think of it this way. But I think it is true that they suppose a kind of secret knowledge to the welfare queen who's able yes. to not not work, not participate in all the mm-hmm. modes of accumulation and still have this extravagant life. Obviously, the person doesn't, right? Like, that's not a, the point. The point is how it's functioning psychically for the wealthy. And, and, and that's why they're filled with envy, because there's yeah. a sense that they're, they're, she's pulling one over on everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, I think I think um I think we've we've said it this way before that like if if you if you wanted to um if you wanted to 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 have like a through line of pretty much I think I I feel confident in this like of of all kinds of bigotry, it's that the other has this secret enjoyment. Yeah. That's at the, that's yeah. at the that's at the core of it. There is this this well, secret the, enjoyment of the other that you that then you know like you have to stamp out you know, because it's it it causes some irreparable harm to you. Like, no, it doesn't. But you have to. But then but then it's it's but it's, it's that's why I think Iago is such a good example. It's like, why does it bother him so much? He cannot answer it. And I think that's the like that's the experience of of envy is like, why does this other why does this thing that I that if you wrote it on a piece of paper and you just and you just wrote down the things that you have to do day to day. Or, or whatever, and the things that someone or something or whatever it is that if you could even bring yourself to, to see the envy thing, like you could just see like, it has nothing to do with me. I could just like separate myself from it. I think it's that like, it's that tie. It's that tie to something that like, that knots you up and and that is like inexplicable uh, ex- except for this thread we're trying to tease yeah. out of this like, yeah of this, this illicit enjoyment that is in, that is in the other, that like you, you should have some access to surely. Cause why, why should you be denied this thing over here? Right. Why should they get the monopoly on it? 
right? Like yeah, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. I think that idea of monopoly is really important when it comes it's to good. envy, right? Like it's not you don't envy the thing that is shared. You envy the mm-hmm. thing that the other seems to have a monopoly on. Right. And I right, think right, that right, that's, right. you know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. I I'm trying to think of something that you can partake in and share, then I think you don't envy it. Mm-hmm. That's why it's it's a very uh I think it's a fundamentally divisive uh affect, right? Or emotion. Yeah. Like it's not a it's not one that can you can although I don't know. I mean, I think I, I just said that and then I think well there you can come together mm-hmm. through envy. I mean that isn't that what a um not to jump to the most extreme example right away, but <laughs> isn't that what isn't that what the the lynching is? It's like a people coming together through the envy of of the let's say it's a man yeah. of the black man's enjoyment right uh, oh, that's horrible yeah I think it's horrible but right. i think it yeah. i think it's the it, i think it is the i think it is that i think that's what happened so there is some coming together but it's only coming together as we're all excluded from this thing that we're going to try to destroy yeah right yeah oh and so that's why grim. the castration plays the role yeah. there right and well todd and, and I mean, all this the is, horrors on the body yeah well isn't this i mean isn't this a isn't this an area to 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 reference the uh, the work of um, our 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 dearly departed friend Mari Rudy on penis envy, you know, like like the it, it it's a so it you can't I, I guess that's that's a, a I don't know like a the what is it what would be the the phrase like the grim what, what, what slap boy say like the grim underside or the um the obscene underside like like no one. Uh, I think whenever we talk about like um, whenever we talk about building a community, we don't talk about building community like that, you know, like because that's it seems like like that, like it just it wouldn't occur to uh, to people to build a community around uh, something like lynching. But I think to exclude that from the conversation around community building means you don't understand why like a good, like how a good community can form. And I guess like in some ways this is going back many, many episodes in some ways, this is what Sartre's trying to discover and critique a dialectical reason. Like how do you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's worried about the other thing, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's seeing, he, he, he fears that maybe some form of envy is intrinsic to every yeah. community. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I kind of think that's, Right. I mean, I don't think that it means that there's no collective possible, but I think it means that if you want that bond of a community, somebody is getting, okay, not lynched, but somebody's getting something horrible done to them. Hmm. Well, you know, like so, someone is the target of that envy. So do you think, okay, so is the, is the way, because the way that I was thinking about it, though, is like, okay, is kind of in a more, <laughs> it's going to push it in a different direction. And again, more toward Mari's, uh, work, which is like, okay, good. Doesn't good. the yeah. doesn't the community like doesn't the community have to form around penis envy? But the idea that like nobody has the penis to envy, and I mean that in the in, in a symbolic and in metaphorical sense, not even not in a literal sense, but also in a literal sense, because I mean that that also that that get yeah, you go ahead. What do you got? Yeah, no, I, I I maybe that's right. Maybe that's right. But then I, I guess this is the this to me is the big question of this whole episode that we're doing mm-hmm. like can 
it's very clear how envy can be individually noxious, right? Mm-hmm. We just have talked about Iago for quite a while. For a while yeah. He doesn't end up well, and he's a pretty miserable guy yeah. in his whole life, and he's not a model for how you should conduct your existence. Nor, right? nor okay. does he, nor does in that play, is there a model for community, I don't think. Well, okay, that's the next thing I was okay. going to say. But can envy, now we've also shown how envy can be the basis for a conservative, reactionary yeah. group. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That seems very clear. Mm-hmm. Like the Klan, totally. Nazism. Totally. And I mean, they, they all have the same structure. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, the question is can it, and this is what you were suggesting, yeah. can it be? Can some form of envy be the basis of uh, uh, an emancipatory group right. rather than a reactionary one? Yes. And you want to say, yes, it can. I do. A, if it's modified in a certain way. Okay, let's hear that. All right, yeah. Because, I mean, you know, one of the principles of our show, I think, is uh, everything has to be dialectical, not just... Yes, the, it, that is the, true. The things that you, not just the things that you like or like to talk about. There, <laughs> you know, like, there, there has to be that, that thing to it. So even Forrest Gump has to be... I know, it's hard for me. There have to be that's, these that's important hard moments... <laughs> that's a tough one, but yeah, it, it has to. I mean, we have to. It doesn't mean doesn't mean we have to like it, Todd. But it does mean there there has yeah, to be. I yeah. think I think it's yeah. um it's it's sort of the antidote to. I saw this. I think this is going around on on the internet. It's like kind of a uh, not a tremendously drawn comic, but it's a a, a, a on purpose. I think kind of lazily drawn uh, person in front of a, a microphone, like a YouTuber. And it's just a guy, like a, probably someone who looks like me. Um, and what they're saying is, um, uh, I can summarize the film in a mocking voice. Therefore it's bad. And I think there's, there's a lot, like I just, I saw that and I thought it was so funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's because it's, it just, it just cuts at so much of, um, I, th- I think of like media criticism, like popular media criticism or, but even, so much. but even yeah. I, I think it's e- even in like political discourse and, and, and thing and things like that. And I, I think that like, even if something, it's in my class, <laughs> I teach that way. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And so I think I'm trying to, like, I'm trying to learn, I'm trying to learn the lesson of this comic and yeah. I'm, and I'm like wherever I'm trying to think like where it's easier to do the, the mocking voice and to therefore say it's bad, which means, you know, we started this whole thing with like when it's bad, that means there's no theory that yeah. just, just to take it seriously, just for like a little bit and see what, what might be there. And yeah. again, don't have to like it. Yeah. I think Forrest Gump's a perfect example. Definitely don't like that yeah. film, but if I had to, I'm not yeah. going to think about it right now or talk about it right now. Yeah. No, we'll, we'll have to do a whole episode. We'll have to gump. do a whole, yeah. A, a gumping or films we hate, <laughs> <laughs> but not talk, but not talk about them being bad. Don't only talk good. No, 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 no. The point we need to say only good things about exactly. The films we hate. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah that's it. So, okay. Back to the, the charge yeah. that you gave me yeah. about yeah. the, um, the, the yeah. emancipatory. You've stalled project. sufficiently. Thank you yeah. very much. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate I appreciate being seen by you. So, so I think the important part, and I am going a little bit off of like uh, of uh, or taking a little bit off from from Mari's project, is that I think the it's it's kind of positioning envy, but as I don't want to say as like this is the thing that we avoid, but like no one. No one has the thing. Nobody has the thing. So, like, if you 
if if you, I mean, this is the the thing that she gets at in that book of penis envy. But like, what do uh, what, how we talk about penis envy? We I think we did this in the episode with her, or we talked about it some other time. But like the the common way that people talk about penis envy uh, today is um, imposter syndrome, because it imagines that there's somebody to, that you're the imposter because someone knows everything what they're doing in your job or the field that you want to enter into, or just as a, in the social, just talking to people, you're the total imposter in the group, you don't belong, the whole thing. And that is uh, the contemporary way that we talk about penis envy uh, all, all the time. So right. is that the way to have the emancipatory group uh, form around, uh, around envy? Not as in like the like grim, horrible, like indulgence of the clan, but as the like, actually like envy exists. We all feel envy. Nobody has the thing that we're envious of. Like no, no one actually has it. That's, and I don't, I don't want to make it as common as saying like, that's us projecting. I don't think that's, that's not the right word, Yeah. Uh, but, but it's like, yeah. we're, ex- we're extracting that in- enjoyment. So it's actually like us putting something into the other to take out. And that's, that's where, that's where the envy is. And that's where like to mitigate that and to accept the cut and to accept the symbolic castration instead. Like if the emancipatory collective could be formed around that. So sort of that like inverting envy, I think gotcha. is the way that I'm, I'm trying to, 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 to do it. Yeah. 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 That seems good. I, I, I think my, I'm not against that. I think my thing would be just, can you can you th- can you imagine uh, an emancipating group without any sense of envy at all that is that takes the failed other as its point of rallying mm-hmm. right like mm-hmm. so so that there's no so that the the absence the, the the others like or or maybe put it this way like mm-hmm. that grasps the partiality of the other's enjoyment because mm-hmm. like what envy envies is this other that seems fully closed in on itself yes yeah, yeah right yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so i i guess it, and, and maybe maybe i'm i think what you would say and maybe rightfully mm-hmm. I know other people would say this, like Molly Rothenberg would say this to me. She'd say, you're giving too much credit to knowledge. Yeah. Because what yeah. I would say is, if you grasp that, let's just put it in the bald terms, that the other is castrated, yeah. right? Like the other's enjoyment is partial, it's, 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 it's tenuous, mm-hmm. it's got all these, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, then, you don't have, then you don't have to envy it. Yeah. Right? And so... Then you can bond through that, but not you don't the bond doesn't have to be constituted through envy. Right. Right. And but that would be my idea. But maybe maybe you would say, well, like, well, I don't know if you maybe you can't do that. And then second place, like maybe it's impossible to have a bond that's not through envy, right? Like, isn't that I mean, I think Freud thought that. Yeah. I think Freud thought there's no group bond that's not structured around envy uh, yeah, I mean, he never says this per se no but but, i think that we the, will in- explore this will we not in the next episode we will we're going to do a little episode on group psychology analysis of the ego and and i think that's his claim because he doesn't think 
he doesn't think there's any such thing as group cohesion mm-hmm. without an external figure. Yeah, right. And I think that's an external figure that one envies. So right? my so my question, I think my thing would be: Does the external figure have to exist, as in literally, or uh, can it be like sustained, like conceptually? And not, not no, or 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 right, or or what about not as external at all? Yeah, right. Like what about a what about a group that sees the external, let's call it manifestation, mm-hmm. of its internal contradiction? Yeah. As just purely that, mm-hmm. and so when the, when they come up against, like I don't know, so people come up to the border and. Seem like they're like we want in. We want part of what you have, mm-hmm. right? We're starving. Yeah. Give us some food. We need a place to live. Mm-hmm. All these things, right? They don't see them as a threat to, let's call it, the American way of life. Sure. Instead, they see them as the manifestation of the fundamental contradiction at the heart of the American way of life. Mm-hmm. 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 Right. So then, I yeah. mean. You wouldn't have to, but I would assume your attitude toward those people undergoes somewhat of a change. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying you, you it necessitates like a w- total open border or anything. I'm just saying, yeah, you wouldn't be able to do the cages probably and all this. You know, right? If you saw, if, I don't know. No, no. I think this is a, a really, really nice point. What you're saying is that you have to see, like, uh, I mean, I think this is this is just a like a nice. It's a nice Hegelian, you know, Lacanian psychoanalytic lesson, right? Like you have to see yourself in the other, and the other in the the self, and the like. The, in yourself, yeah, right? Yeah, right. And like it, I, I, yeah. No, 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 no. Please go on. No, I was just gonna. I'm gonna go on on the thing. So all right, on. okay, fine. So um, I mean, I think that that's in in. I mean, I think it's important, and I think like in like you know immigration, particularly in this country, is like. I mean, this is the thing. That I think um, I. I think that we often have that conversation in this country on the on the basis of like increasing knowledge and information. I always see these things about like how much uh, value immigration adds to community. People don't right. talk about that. Like they, they try to do it in like in, in dollars and cents and, and, and things like that. So that they try to to you know make make the the figure uh, appear different to to really I think actually to get at this. Uh, the 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 ima- like the imagined figure of the immigrant to try to like undercut right. it through knowledge and information, but what you're uh, prescribing is actually this like this dialectical like reversal where like you need to see the the person trying to come over the border as like this is this person is is representative of the failure of not where they're coming from but of your where you live of our country where we live where we right. are right and then right. that in turn like that that prescribes like a completely different relation to the you know uh, immigration right. and and like the figure of the neighbor i think uh as, as well i think that's, that's that's really interesting i like that a lot yeah i think that's absolutely true so i was i was driving with theo i don't know like six months ago or something mm-hmm. and he was just he he worked for domino's pizza this summer right mm-hmm and he and he says to me, you know, he's a total left leftist guy as as he had to be <laughs> to live here. <laughs> Otherwise, we would have thrown him on the street like a good leftist. Like a good leftist would. Uh, I was just about to say, but it's very charitable of you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, 
you agree or you're out. Uh, yes, that's right. So uh, he was driving and he's like, look, Todd, he calls me Todd. I hate to see this. I hate to, I hate to say this, he says. But man, there's just so many just people that just don't, you know, they just sit in their in their apartments. They just they 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 just eat Domino's every day. They just don't do anything. He's like, they just, you just, I just, it's fine. He goes, but I just want to tell him, like, get a job, like, get up and do something. Mm-hmm. Don't just sit around and just you know, rely on everybody else all the time. And I said, that's fine. I mean, that's not a. I mean, it probably is a miserable life for them. Mm-hmm. So you can feel bad for them. Don't, you know, be too critical. But then I said, do you understand, and I think this is so crucial, understand the function that they have in capitalist society, Mm -hmm. the fact that they're not working, just consuming. He's like, what do you mean they're not producing anything? And I said, well, in fact, they are because they're helping as this part of this massive reserve army, the unemployed, Mm -hmm to keep down the basic salary and thus to keep the economy afloat, right? <laughs> like, like yeah. without the reserve army, the unemployed, mm-hmm. profits would... Co- I mean, this is why there's a certain minimum level of unemployment, right? That, right. that below which... They've, they're constantly estimating this and, and being wrong. But you get it down too low and it's economic catastrophe. Right. And I think that's the obviously within capitalism. Within I'm not capitalism, trying to say right, that we top, need yeah, we don't we need unemployed everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that when we look at people and like when I we have I'm sure you have there when you come off the highway, mm-hmm. there's people asking for money right yeah, when of you yeah. come off. Yeah, right. So I always whatever give and 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 and. You know, one time I was driving my mom. She had, you know, this is funny. She had Alzheimer's, yeah. and all I had was a twenty. And it was like six months before she died. I gave a twenty. She's like, she talked about that twenty dollar bill <laughs> for the next six months. Every time I saw her, she would <laughs> upset her so much wow. that I had given. So from then on, she always had. She didn't have any money because yeah. she was, you know, had Alzheimer's. But she stuffed. She got ones from her husband. And she had one stuffed in her pockets so she could give them to me. So we never Gave made that terrible mistake again. Wow. You, let, you, you, <laughs> anyway. that, you doing that pierced her Alzheimer's. That's kind of amazing. It really did. Like she couldn't, she, it, something registered. You know, she grew up really poor. Yeah, so yeah, something yeah. registered that you don't just give away $20 like that. It seemed profligate um, rather than generous. Profligate. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. She raised me never to be profligate. Anyway, yeah. uh, uh, so if I would have been really free, I should have been a profligate <laughs> kid. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Theo, so my point to Theo was just, look, you got to, when you see a, uh, people that are in a situation of 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 poverty, mm-hmm. And it seems like, oh, well, they're not doing anything to get out of it, whatever. No, it's th- that's a necessary structural situation. Yes. And I think this is the key thing. If they weren't there, someone else would be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, of course, woe to them that they're there and help, help, try to help them get out of that position. But someone's going to be occupying that position as long as you have. Mm-hmm. And I think this is this internal contradiction creates this 
the external figure, mm-hmm. right? As long as you have uh, economic structure with a certain kind of contradiction. So what you're saying, to be clear, is that what capitalism needs to succeed and to like to seem as the like the uh, the only option and not just the only option, but the uh, the best one, the one that, of course, uh, rewards the the righteous and punishes the uh, less the righteous, wicked. the yeah. wicked. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, it, it needs the an external figure uh, of. It needs an an, an actual physical. It needs this external figure of poverty who can be envied. Who can be envied? Who can be envied? Yes. Okay. Because they don't have to work, right? Like they they're envied for not working. And it's interesting. And this is the other thing I wanted to ask you, which I think is the huge question about envy, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why isn't why aren't the wealthy envied Mm. in the way that the marginalized are envied by the wealthy? By the wealthy, yeah, right? Yeah. In capitalist society, it's it is, it is really a strange kind of. I have a little speculation on it in racist fantasy, but mm-hmm. basically, I I don't think that I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a. I don't think I have a good answer for. I mean, you would think, wouldn't you? That, I mean, what's the one film about the envy of the wealthy? It's probably Eyes Wide Shut, right? Sure. Like the. Yeah. There's this like they're having these secret orgies. Mm-hmm. You can't get in. Right, right, <laughs> if you right. get in, they'll kill you. Uh, I mean, that would be. <laughs> I, you know, you know the story about that, right? I don't know. I don't. I don't know what you're going to say. I mean, if you're going to talk about okay, when right. Burt Ward and uh, Adam West showed up at a, an orgy in costume as uh, Batman and Robin, or Robin and Batman, the way he introduced them, then I know that story. Um, oh, that's a great story. You know that they, no, they got uh, thrown out because they were refu- <laughs> they refused to not be in character. Oh, they wouldn't take off their. <laughs> they wouldn't no, and they they continued to be in character. <laughs> says Batman and Robin. Wow. Yeah, that's great. That's good. So so yeah. Kubrick, mm-hmm. with his writer, the guy who's doing the screenwriting, came up with this orgy scene, mm-hmm. and Kubrick says the guy's like they're they're not going to let us do it right. Like it's 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 too it's it's too it's too close to what's really going on. And the guy's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You're saying like Kubrick, you can make whatever. So Kubrick had this paranoid thought that someone would like see that scene yeah. and, and, you know, kill him or, well, maybe they did. <laughs> I don't know. He did die before that film came out. Uh, that's funny. <laughs> in any event, like, I think that, I don't think that's the predominant feeling, mm-hmm. right? Isn't the predominant feeling the wealthy, whatever, mm-hmm. And yeah, it's yeah. really the marginalized that are full of wild enjoyment. Yeah. I think that part of the, I think there's a, um, I think that there's a deferential uh, attitude from like, I mean, I think, I think this, that like the, the way that the rich live is just like, it's, it's actually like, that's just like kind of beyond me to like that. They, I, they should of course be compelled to pay their fair share into society, but like kind of what they do, like uh, at this level. And I don't mean the, like the funding their own vanity projects to go into space and like, like, you know, depleting uh, resources and and like, like just like 
the worker, like the workers abuse, like all, like all that stuff, like that stuff I think is my, my business, but this, this stuff, like this thing about like whatever wild orgies that they're going to have, like, I just don't think, yeah, you you don't care. No, I don't, don't care. I don't think that that's any, I just like, I don't, I think that that's like none of my business. And, but I think the, if where there may be, uh, a level of like, a, th- a theoretical interest there is that like it's like is that level of does that level of, of deference um like mitigate some, like some of my uh my like my class horror at the at the other stuff you know you know what i'm saying yeah like, like yeah because I, I just i don't know i, th- I think that that like there, there's something there's some, i don't know there's something interesting there to, to like to to tease out because you're right like it's it, the the way that the the way the wealthy react to the enjoyment of the poor is I just think very different from the enjoyment of the so wealthy. So different, yeah, from from right. from the poor to the wealthy, or or even just like you know working middle classes or whatever. I, th- I think is is very very different. Like like I don't know. I think like the there's some houses near me who who um, the maybe it's like maybe if it's closer to like I don't know closer to my backyard who like they always have these blow up like things in the, in the front yard for all the seasons, you know, for, for, uh-huh. for Halloween, especially they're just like, they're just plugged in. Like There's jumpy all, houses. No, not like a jumpy house, but just like a giant werewolf and like a huge, huge, uh. like, like, uh, um, uh, what is it? Like coffin. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh-huh. just, yeah. just like, just going all absolutely all out for Halloween. And they're all like, uh, like they're just plugged in. There's just something to keep them literally like blown up or to keep like the lights on or, you know, like for Christmas or whatever. And I just, I walked by, by it and I remember walking by with Kara and, and she was like, isn't that crazy? And I was like, yeah, the electric bill has got to be crazy. She's like, that's not what I meant. I just like, I meant like the spectacle of it. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. But the electrical bill, I was like, God, it's gotta be crazy. So that I like, I don't know, like, like that's, that's not, that's not the uh, the rich having orgies or even the rich like going into space, but that's just like somebody uh, I don't know a couple streets away from me. Like, well, it imposes itself on you in yeah. a way that an orgy doesn't. Yes, maybe that's maybe right. That's orgies you it. can avoid. Even going into space is like that doesn't seem to uh, in, impinge on like the like the public right. Or, right. or any space of ours. You don't have to go. Yeah, you don't even have to watch. Yeah, no, no. You just hear right. about it later. I didn't. Right. I didn't watch. I didn't watch. Right. Well, this is an yeah. interesting way that 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 envy. There's a kind of daily, the daily part that envy plays in our lives, right? Like every time you walk past that, that house, you get that absolutely burst of envy, right? I, because, or I because, think the other I have to yeah. think about the electric bill, and obviously that person, right, right, yeah. right, yeah. and they don't. Yeah, they don't. They totally. I mean, that's one of the ways yeah. they enjoy, right? Like yes. they can just do it without thinking of that, and yeah. you, you can't even. You're not even thinking of your own electric bill. You're stuck thinking about their electric yes, bill. Yes, that's, right. that's right. That's right. right. Yeah, yeah. No, right. that's a good one. <laughs> that's good. I mean, I also think, don't you think, uh, are, are test grades mm. envy or jealousy? I think jealousy, I think. Really? I, so I uh, think envy, I think envy is more... Uh, I think envy is more in the like, uh, um, if someone 
says something in the classroom and then another student is like, yes, and they do like another thing. I think sometimes I see like a flash of envy across some other like students' faces. Like they like because they yeah. thought the thing that they said was just as good and it probably was, but it, it has nothing to do with the quality of the thing. It's just like you know, you say something and then someone else is in like a similar mental trajectory yeah. and it meets yeah. what they said, you know. But so that so I think yeah. it's only something like that where it, where it can't be tied to like something objective. So if you said maybe if you said papers, I mean, maybe I was just being too splitting hairs because like tests, I think is yeah. like, is objective, but maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe papers. Yeah, no, a paper I think is good. Yeah. And like, I like what, can you imagine a worse thing? Uh, I was in a class in college when someone did this, it wasn't my paper, but they, they put the paper up on the yeah. overhead projector yeah. and said, this is a model oh, yeah. for every paper in the class. And, and the person's name was on it. Oof. So they thought they were doing them a favor, right? But, but instead, it just triggered total anxiety on the... I mean, total anxiety, that's a funny slip. <laughs> total envy on the part of everybody in the class, right? Because they just wanted to see that person's success destroyed. Yeah. Well, that's a FERPA violation now, so... Th- uh, Is it really now? Oh, yeah, you, you can't, can't do, do that. that. No, we had... I, I, um, I probably shouldn't say this, but this is years ago and it's not at Pomona. So, but somebody did the opposite, which was put up a, put a bad one up. Yeah. With the student's name. And I knew the student and everyone it, it, what it had, maybe this is interesting for this conversation. What it had the effect of was not showing the class what to do because what the professor was all about was how this was the wrong thing. It actually collectivized the class against the professor because, oh, yeah. because they thought that, 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 that this, professor they should abuse no, someone that they should yeah. not have done that to the to the student who was trying and like did not need to be made a spectacle of and that it, it just you also their name didn't need to be there like if you were going to do that gotcha name didn't need to be there. gotcha so so that's kind of so then the like <laughs> like the professor like you think about that moment in the terms of our conversation that professor trying to make uh a one student an out group to make an in-group who understood how to do the assignment, but instead succeeded only in making themselves the, the out-group. Out, out yeah. So yeah. I think, yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, but yeah, that was a, that was what occurred, occurred in that. So it was kind well, of, yeah, not, is, not, not mobilizing envy, certainly towards a good or evil ends did not happen. It is interesting that envy always seems to have in-group and out-group attached to it. Right. Yeah. Even in my scenario that from, from, from Mari, like, like I, like I, like I fully admit, like the, the you still didn't, you still have to have it as not an actual thing, but you have to have a figure of it, you know? Right. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder if if we could just talk briefly about some of these other sins, because I don't think they necessarily do. Yeah. Like there can be pan lust, right? Sure. (laughs) I don't know what that would look like, but why not? And, and like, uh, you know, like wrath, you can have wrath toward everyone, including yourself. Sure. It's interesting, isn't it? That it's the one that is, it it does create this in-group, out-group dynamic attached to it. Mm. Yeah. Sloth, everyone can have sloth. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Isn't that what what, uh, Theo was... uh was 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 wrathful, <laughs> was envious of was the, was another other person's sloth as, as he was yeah he, yeah another person's yeah. sloth right yeah. right right th- right other things can cause envy like sloth can cause envy 
Yeah. Or even gluttony can cause envy. But I don't think they're, they don't necessarily create that us and them the, structure in the way envy does. So maybe that's why envy is the most politically potent there's of the a, seven deadly sins. Todd, there's a, um, there's a Monty Python sketch that uh, Graham Chapman, I think, is a, he is a newscaster who's covering a spate of murders or something like that. And, and he's just like, as a newscaster, he's like really, really wound tight. And he says this thing about the murders is like, you don't expect, he says, murder is just extroverted suicide. And then he says, lucky bastard. Like, like he's, he's envious of this person who's yeah. going around killing because also he maybe wants to kill himself. Like it's just, it's, it's, I don't know. It's yeah, very, yeah, yeah. it's very really good. But um, a, yeah, it's a great formulation, <laughs> but, but yeah, but it, it enters into this, this thing, this wrathful, this wrathful, wrathful thing that like these other, these other deadly sins can cause envy, but I don't think envy causes the other ones. Is that, that sort of what you were saying? Right, right. No, that's exactly right. And yeah. I also think it doesn't like it's, it seems the, it requires that figure of the outsider in a way the other ones don't. Yeah. And I think that's why it's the, to me, it's the fundamental sin because it's the, maybe the fundamental proc- proclivity of, of subjectivity, right? Like yeah. this, because of the relation to the other that we have as subjects, mm-hmm. we're always on the outside of the other. Then there's always this assumption that the other is enjoying in a way that we're not, and the envy of that. Right? That's interesting. I so, so I want to I want to end with this this sort of last thing on, on this on this point is I think that okay. um, I think uh, so I'm going to put a lot of pressure on you to find the right. There's a lot of films that you could pick. I think for the example, okay. some of which okay. we picked. But I think I think film, well, visual media, I think is the it's the ideal form to get at. Uh, Envy, theoretically, because we we didn't really get into this, and perhaps we will in another episode. But you could do an, you can do a nice little split here that the difference between jealousy and envy is the exact same difference between uh, the look and in psychoanalysis uh, the gaze, and that yeah. is G A Z E. I'm not saying something vaguely yeah. homophobic out of nowhere. The yeah. like yeah. The, the because what the gaze wants. Is but can we can we say the joke though? The joke you want? No, no. Oh yeah, yeah. You I'm just it. gonna no. You. Do I'm it. just gonna say the joke. Do the joke because Freud was accused of being heteronormative. Dis- Lacan decided to focus on the gays. That's a, it's a perfect. Right? Like that's the per- that's amazing. The joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the that's a tip. <laughs> that is the tippy top. Uh, that, I just think that's that's one of your that you came up with that right. I did come up with that. Yeah, yeah I think yeah, that's yeah. one of your best jokes. It's not your best joke. I like yeah. I, th- I like that yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and yes, so yes, this is from Lacan's from Seminar Eleven, and um, not that joke, not the joke, joke. <laughs> no, the concept. Although the joke is a reference to Seminar Eleven, yeah. And Lacan has the yeah. great the great formulation: um, the picture is in my eye, but I am in the picture. Not I am um, in the picture. Not I am not. But I am in the picture. And make sure you t- say that the English translation must be modified per Todd McGowan. Because um, it introduces a phantom knot into there. Into yeah. this, which when we do, we should just do seminar eleven and, and at some point and skip some of the other seminars because it's obviously very important to do. But this is an so Im- important. It's so yeah. important, and this is incredible. It's a very important concept. So what that means is you're included in the thing that you're looking at, and uh, that's that's why that's why the knot is so crucial. If it's there, then it's like there's suddenly this. 
space from which you are the observer and you are not, you're not in the visual field anymore. And then this is like, yes, you are in the movie theater, just the master of what you're seeing rather than you're included in the thing. And so your mastery fails or as, uh, Lacan does the, the nice example with the, the Holbein, Hans Holbein painting the ambassadors with his skull on the bottom of it. There's something in the image that sees you before you see it. And another way of right. saying it is like you get wrapped up in the image before, before you recognize that you're wrapped up in the image. That's something that that's something that visual, I think, uh, fiction does. I would have to think if I think that documentary film does that or if nonfiction films do maybe, uh, Scotty. I don't know. I'd have, to, I'd have to really think about it. But with, it's with fiction. It's, it's few and far between, I think, I, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think that's probably true. So, Night and Fog. Night and Fog. That's another good example. Yeah. The, yeah. So with Envy here is that it does seem like you're not involved in it. <laughs> and that's why I like this tie to the gaze is that like with the look, it does seem like you're in this, you know, like the like the peeping Tom, like you're not you're just you're the master of all of all that you're you're seeing like you know you can't be seen but you can see but when you think of that in terms of gaze that you're included in whatever you're looking at then the 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 whole conception has to be thought of differently and when you think of of envy away from the desire for an object and rather it is about the enjoyment that one has you're in this territory of seeing the visual field in this like psychoanalytic film theory way of being included in the thing that you are envious of. And I think, I don't know, that that's maybe where I think I want to, I want to land my, my portion of this episode. What do you think about that? Yeah, it's, I think it's an amazing idea, Ryan. I think it's really an amazing idea. And I think the realizing your part of what you see Right. This, so I, I'll give you a film where this happens. It's not a good example, but it's it maybe is clearer than a good example. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, if that if that makes no, sense. It makes sense. So it's yeah. because it happens within the narrative, not filmically. Mm-hmm. So your although I think it subsequently happens filmically. So the film is Seven. Yeah. By David Fincher, and obviously we're talking about the Seven Deadly Sins. So. Of uh, it would make sense, and it we're actually it's about the film the sin envy, mm-hmm. and the main villain named John Doe, who's perpetuated the seven murders or gets them to happen, mm-hmm. uh, is himself. He's he's the one who envies, right. and he envies the life that Brad Pitt and Gwyneth Paltrow had. He's played by uh, Kevin Spacey, and he ends up prompting, forcing mm-hmm. Brad Pitt to kill him. And in that way, he is part... So he's he's creating this work of art, killing people, punishing by them by their sin in, mm-hmm. in a certain way. Uh, that's all around the city in these different deaths. Mm-hmm. But then at the end, he is... He's not separate from his work of art. Yes. He's included in it as envy. And then when Brad Pitt kills him, mm-hmm. he's included. That act is yeah. included in it as wrath. Yeah. So no, that's, a, that's every, great. So he, he manages to fit everyone within himself into the 
paint, what's called a painting into the sure. work of art. Yeah. Uh, and, and then, I mean, the way that we're fitted in is he brings, and the, the only thing is he has to have an innocent victim. Right. He has to have one victim that doesn't fit within the work of art, and it's Brad Pitt's wife, Gwyneth Paltrow, and he... I, we're totally giving the movie away. No, I, uh, yeah, he well, brings... It's very famous. He, he brings so. her... He brings her... Has her... I think it's sent by FedEx or something, right? Yeah. Her head is brought in a box. To, they're out in the middle of a field somewhere at the end. Just... Wait, let's and, just... Todd, let's just, let's just cut the bullshit. Let's just do it once, each of us. Just... Let's just do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> all right, okay, all right. Continue. So Brad Pitt repeatedly says that because he fears... He doesn't know at first, but then he comes more and more to think. And then Morgan Foreman Freeman looks in. He's like, you don't want to look in there. Yeah. And then when John Brad the Pitt hand. finds out, then he shoots Kevin Spacey and kills him. So the, but so it's interesting. Because the box is introduced, I think, we as spectators find our desire captured by the, by the image, right? We're like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Like we want, I think people love that line. Yeah. What's in the box so much because that, that's, a, that's the fundamental question. You're like, he couldn't have killed her. She's a very sim- most sympathetic character in the film. You yeah. like her. Yeah. Uh, it, it violates all kinds of codes too, because like she's pregnant and the, she's like considering an abortion, but also probably I think convinced not to. Uh, yeah. You know, so, yeah. um, and the important thing, I just want to underline this is that as a viewer, you're like the police in that you'd like, well, the first time you watch the movie, I mean, now that we spoiled it, but, uh, just, you know, take my word for it, I suppose, or our word for it. It's, it's not evident. Like you just don't think that John Doe could be included in what he's doing, nor do you think that the police could be included in it either. Like right. you just, so right. you, right. you end up, you're thinking just like, like the cops do. And like the, that's, that's the, like the, the twist. I think most people talk about the, the twist is like that he killed Gwen Paltrow, but the twist is that I think this is what we're trying to lay out is that he's included in what he's doing and that right. he's included. And then that makes us included. Yes. Right. And like the twist the is on envy out, to just go back to this episode. Right. The, the twist, twist is, is on, on envy. envy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's really, I think, and I think actually that film does a nice job too of, of differentiating what you're trying to differentiate. Right. So as spectators, we're watching with this neutral look, but then all of a sudden there's this box in the image <laughs> that we don't know what it contains. Yeah. And yet it's the point at which we're in the image yeah. in the sense of that's where our desire is located. Yeah. And yeah. so that the box is the gaze, mm-hmm. the neutral look that we have on the image or the look of mastery. Yep. That's the look, right? Mm-hmm. And I yep. think the, the box is the site where all the envy gets. And I think you could say, I mean, I like your idea that the look is can be a look of jealousy. Yeah. But totally. it's the gaze is the gaze of envy. Yes. Right? I think Absolutely. that's, yeah, that's really, really good. I think that's really true. Yeah. Okay. So, so what's the lesson, Todd? Wow. I, 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 I fear that we've said watch seven before was the lesson. So I'm going to go. Go with I'm, I'm going to I'm going to go. <laughs> plus, we already gave it away. Yes. I'm going to say watch the sting. Oh, nice. Good one. <laughs> and I'm going to say, uh, watch the Adam West Batman. Over and out, Todd. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, over and out.